Hey, Bonesy! Ah, this was some swell shindig. Thank you very much. Smithers, what's happening? I had a great time. I just want to shake your hand. Smithers, help! Doesn't seem as funny to me, but what do I know? Smithers! Oh, my God. Four-finger discount, dude. Welcome to Four Finger Discount. This week we're here to review Homer the Smithers. I am Dando. I am Mitch. How you doing, man? Just got back from Bali. You looked like you enjoyed yourself. I did uh, enjoy myself a little bit too much. I'm now on um, meal replacement treatment for the next three weeks to try and drop a few kilos. Was drinks and food cheap over there? Everything's cheaper in Bali, right? For the most part. It depends on where you go. Some places are on par with Australia. Um, But... I mean, there was a day, little, a cute little restaurant that we found that did some really tasty mee goreng. You had to walk up like a cubby house kind of flight of stairs that felt like they were built by the old women that were on the on the walks downstairs. <laughs> um, uh, but mee goreng, a beer, and a soda water of some kind for about eight dollars fifty. But isn't mee goreng really cheap though? Noodles? Oh, it's, well, there's also like five dollars for a pack of twenty or something. Fresh meat or rain. Okay. Not, not supermarket <laughs> no, 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 meat or rain. There's vegetables in this. Yeah, okay, okay. There's okay. a prawn cracker and an egg. Um, but no, outside of that, I'm actually a little flat, Dando. I've been... Last last week, I was telling the story about one nan, Ash's nan, really lifting my spirits by saying that we were being listened to and read by multi-billionaires. The Tizzy? Is that her name? Oh, the, Lizzie. 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 I keep saying Tizzy. I don't know. Um, but nans can giveth, nans can taketh away. I was on the phone before to my other nan just before we started recording Glenda because I was going to try to call in and see her tonight. That's had to be postponed to tomorrow. Glenda currently going through chemotherapy and radiation treatment, mm-hmm. but everything everything going well. But I was I wanted to call in, make sure that she was, you know, make sure her spirits were good and that sort of thing. And then she's absolutely dropped mine because I. The reason that I couldn't get there was that we were recording a double-header podcast tonight. We're going to be recording Futurama after this. So I said, sorry, recording the podcast. We've had to do two. Schedule change. Pause. Oh. Oh, you're still doing the podcast, are you? I heard that. (laughs) (laughs) Cheers, man. (laughs) One of my biggest fans. Was she not at the book launch? Yeah, she was at the book launch. What did she think we'd be doing? (laughs) Writing books. (laughs) Is she the, the the wacky nan? Because I met I met a wacky nan of yours. Oh, oh, well, she was very like, enthusiastic. I feel like all of my well, the enthusiastic one was she about four foot five? Yeah, she was yeah, very no, short. Different one. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> now call me crazy. We'll get into the review in a few moments, guys. But did I or did I not see Ash become a drag queen on Facebook? You saw her join in with drag queens. She stayed dressed in women's clothes. Like well, fairly, so, <laughs> to be fair, so were they. But anyway, yeah, so they, they dragged her up on stage for single ladies from memory. Um, I was... What, was it single ladies? Anyway, I was super proud of Ash because she's normally a fairly shy, you know, like getting up on stage and dancing in front of strangers is not the sort of thing she would normally do. And not only that, I'd also convinced her to sing karaoke earlier in the week. Um, so Ash had a real sort of journey of discovery while we're over in Bali. What song on karaoke did Ash sing? Uh, Was it Bad Romance? No, no, no. It's the Amy Winehouse, Valerie. That's a good song. Yeah, it is. Good party song. Gets everyone up. Did you do tribute? 
as always? Uh, no, the guy didn't know tribute. So what? It wasn't, it wasn't the a greatest kari- song in the world. It wasn't a karaoke machine. It was just a couple um, Indonesian guys who were, one had a keyboard, so it was mostly party numbers. But he dragged me up um, to do Journey. And then while we were doing, sorry, Journey, Don't Stop Believing. One of wh- the best. While we're doing that, he leans in and goes, do you know Mr. Brightside by The Killers? I'm like, <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? And then we belted that out and then ended on um, Wonderwall. Oh, he didn't do wonder. Did everyone sit down and protest? <laughs> <laughs> they should have. Alrighty. So, Home of the Smithers, what do you think? Um, it's a really, really funny episode. I love and this episode. Love uh, it. As much as, I mean, we sing his praises all the time. This is such a great effort by Hank. The amount of scenes that he's doing where it's... Harry. Sorry, Harry. Yeah. Yes, that's what I meant. <laughs> the amount of scenes that Harry is doing in this episode that are just him on his own. None more impressive than just after the raceway where he's voicing not only terrified Burns, slightly um, miffed Smithers getting in the new glove and drunk Lenny all at the same time. Like that is a, just a fucking fantastic piece of voice work from and him. When we spoke to Harry, he would tell us that he'd like to record it all at once. It wasn't yeah. just one character then the next and the next. Like, yeah, exactly. I don't know how you can do that. Well, the guy's a pro. Yeah, he's a pro. <laughs> Enough practice, but yeah, like, it's just phenomenal that he can change so quickly from one to the next. Yeah, that's it. And Bill Oakley has mentioned this, and I feel the same way. I'm so surprised they didn't do this episode sooner. It's such an obvious story. Yeah. I mean, they sent Homer into space last season. So he, Homer got sent to space before he became uh, Mr. Burns' assistant. Yeah. It's just, it's, and Bill said that he loved the fact that they hadn't done it yet because it was just such a, a fun story to do. Yeah. You're right in that it, because it feels like such an obvious thing, it feels so comfortable natural. straight away. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a very natural fit for The Simpsons to be doing. It feels like an old school Simpsons episode. It does. It's grounded. It's like, it's not that much of a stretch, really. Not at one, all. No. One guy from your job goes on annual leave. Someone else needs to pick up the slack. Like this That's could, pretty much all this is. It could easily be season three, this episode. Comfortably, yeah. yeah. Um, Really, really, really liked it the whole way through. And I, I guess... I enjoy anything, and I've said this a lot of times, the more screen time Mr. Burns has in an episode, the more I'm typically going to enjoy the episode. Mm-hmm. It gives us a good insight, too, into the uh, the Smithers and Burns relationship. We've had a few episodes that do it. I think it's a brush with greatness, where Smithers yeah. mentions about how he loves to tuck him in at night, things like that. But this is the first one where we've had an entire episode where we've we've seen that whilst Burns needs Smithers, Smithers also needs Burns. Yeah. And it's never been highlighted so much. As it has been here. The codependency, here. no. Well, it, I don't know. That I think Smithers needs Burns more than Burns needs him. Especially in this episode, it's proven. Emotionally, yes, but Burns needs him to function. So, they're, they're well, two had, very different had, wavelengths. Had, had he not come back, like, had, had they not fucked it up at the end, Burns was fine by himself. He had independence. Oh, okay. Well, he did get there in the end, yes. But up until this point, Burns yeah, yeah, has yeah. always needed him, yeah. Yeah. It's similar to, the, um, to Bart the Fink. Krusty had a newfound lease on life. They had to fuck it up because they needed to get back to the norm. Yeah. Had to go, like the status quo had to be returned, which is kind of annoying to me. I understand for the show's longevity, they need to get back to the norm, but it's nice to see these characters become better people and it's a shame they have to ruin them again just for the sake of the show. Well, Burns when, was a better person. He was a better person. I don't know that he would have been a funnier person moving forward, so you don't want to write yourself mm. into a hole. Because the Smithers-Burns dynamic is one of the funniest in the show. Yeah. You could argue it is the funniest. Yeah, you you could argue it. Um, I, whether you're right or wrong, I'm not going to say right now. But uh, <laughs> but no, I mean it is right up there. So no, you don't want to change, particularly in a show where it is each episode is relatively locked in and isolated from one to the other. You you can't afford to make that change. 
also because of the fact that you don't necessarily know the order that shows the episodes are going to come out in. So it's hard for yeah. you do try to make a change and make it proper. And then two weeks later, an episode that was supposed to come out a month earlier gets written and then everything's back to scratch. Then it's going to really fuck with people. I've also noticed that season seven, it's very much about relationships. We had Lisa and Homer with mm-hmm. Lisa the Veg. We had Marge and Bart with the one where he steals. What's it called? Marge Be Not Proud. Marge Be Not Proud. Bart the Fink, Krusty and Bart. And now Smithers and Burns. I don't think I've, any other season up until this point has had so many episodes with side characters and their relationships. No, definitely not. And I guess it's a natural progression that you've had enough episodes that delve into the inner relationships of the family. So Bart the Daredevil is Homer and Bart. Lisa Substitute, uh, you've got you know episodes of Homer having an affair or potentially having an affair, Marge potentially having an affair, um, Marge and Lisa in very early days when Lisa is uh, all depressed and stuff and ends up writing a song about Homer. Um so there's a, like they'd kind of had mined all of those, not all of the storylines, but they'd mined a lot of that already. So yeah. you need to then branch out into, you spend a few seasons establishing who these side characters are to give them characteristics of their own. And then you can start to tear that apart. So it's that kind of natural story building progression of where do you turn to next? I also love Homer in this episode because he genuinely tries to be Ben's assistant and he's, he's pretty good at it. Like I don't know if things go wrong. But he's still trying. Oh, I don't know that he's good at it, but he def- He's not as good as Smithers, but can anybody... breakfast. He can't pass on messages. He can't transfer a phone call. Yeah. He really can't do anything. He can't install a supercomputer. He can't do a tax return. I guess I feel Homer sorry for him because he tried. Single, he tries really hard and he stays very He's sweat. like that older person at work who tries really hard, but they're not quite good as yeah, good as everyone else. But you don't just, want to but ask did, them. But he didn't get a single task right from start to finish. He, the yeah. only thing he did well was land that punch. That's true. That's the only thing that he tried to do and, and accomplished. And knock Burns out the window. Uh, which was still he didn't Smithers. didn't try to knock him out the window. It's just, it, that it just happened. happened. Yeah, yeah. What was your favourite moment from the episode? Um, oh, there's a few, but I think it's the, the quieter moment and it's Smithers on the microphone at the speedway going, do we need the three speedways? Oh, we do. All right. Well, I suppose you know your business. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You have some fun, fun, fun. They're already in here. Do we have to keep hustling people like this? (laughs) Where are you throwing me? I love Ben's reaction to the light. 60 watts. What do you think this is? A tanning salon? (laughs) (laughs) How good does it feel when you get a new wattage light bulb? I know you've got LEDs for the most part of this house, but you get like... The kitchen one's here. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so you get... I don't know. I am always looking for like what is the highest lumens count that I can possibly find. I've got some bunker lights in the backyard that I swear you can see through the fence when I turn (laughs) these things on. (laughs) High beams. Uh, Trivia for this episode. Mitch, what do you got for me? Um, I have... uh, So, uh, what have I got? One, two... Well, you've already answered one of those, so we'll scrap that. Cool. But I can replace it with one that I saw before. Who were the sponsors on the cars for the first drag race? Uh, I I know Laramie was one of them. Uh, no, that was not one of the logos. Larry was on one of the cars. Not on the first two. Must be on, the, on the ones that got, got told to slow down. Possibly. Okay, I don't know the first two then, sorry. Amalgamated pornography and Duff Beer. Duff Beer, okay. How fast were they going in the first race? What was the final uh, time? 4.94 seconds. That's correct. What were the qualities that Smithers was looking for in a replacement? Monstrously ugly is one of them. That's one of them. <laughs> um, dim-witted. Yes. Three more. Uh, I'm trying to hear him say it in my head I'll give you a clue The first one He searches separately Searches comes up with too many results Overweight? No 
Okay, what does it tell me? Incompetent, lazy, clumsy. Clumsy, okay. How many employees does Smithers sort through? 714. Mm-hmm. Or at least that's how many return. Uh, what floor is the accounting department on? Third floor. Yes. What president did Burns' mum have an affair with? Taft. Yes. You old dog. Yeah. <laughs> what were the unscrambled words on the junior jumble? I know one of them was the. He? Yes. Uh, yes, he. Is? Um, no. No? Close. As? It. It. Ah, damn it. And take your pick between dog or God. We'll go God. So they were in order. <laughs> yes. It was O-D-G-E-H-T-T-I-E-H. Okay. I've got a couple more. What show does Homer usually watch in the morning and at what time? Little Rascal, 6am. That is correct. I know, I'm taping it. How many times did the phone ring before Homer answered 48. it? 48. 48. You're nailing it this week. This one. I'll watch be... the episode twice this week, so I'm a little oh, bit sharper. <laughs> what is Mo's phone number? Oh. Without looking at your phone. <laughs> 7648 something. Uh, 377. 4377. I missed a four. Yes. <laughs> Close enough. Yeah. Two more. What is Burns' mum's name? Oh, Burns um, says it. He did. Ah, no, I've gone blank. Mater. Mater. And finally, though they're not biological because it's revealed in Rosebud that he was adopted, mm-hmm. how old would she have been if she actually did have Burns? 100 million years old. <laughs> um, so they say her age and his age. What's yeah. The, what's the difference? I don't remember hearing her actual age. 16? Uh, 18. So she's 122. Smithers okay. says that he goes, all she can do is dial and yell. Right. Yeah. Yep. And then Homer says, I punch Burns in his 104-year-old face. Yeah. Yeah, I, I remember the 104. I just couldn't remember hearing hers. All right, before we get into the review, you posted in the Four Finger Discount exclusive Patreon group asking them for an alternative name for the episode. What have we got, Mitch? Uh, we have got Alex Swan, who in the devil's name is the boss. A reference of She's the Boss. Brendan Allen, Independence Day. <laughs> uh, which I like that uh, Ian Astley, that's pushing it, but it's better than what I could come up with. <laughs> um. Brendan, uh, Brendan would also like to add that he uses the phrase incompetent boobery at least once a week. Um, ooh. Ah, you know, so this is annoying. It's, it's when the best suggestion comes from a name that I can't pronounce. What do you mean? Just, you can take this on because okay. every time I've tried, I've fucked it up. Geroid. <laughs> <laughs> what is his name? So, we've got <laughs> Phelan Whalen. It's Jared, not Geroid, obviously. <laughs> Phelan Whalen. That's good. Pain in the assistant. <laughs> Lacky antics. Um, they're not too bad. Uh, uh, actually, they're. I mean, they're really good. Sorry, they're better. They're not too bad. But, but Phelan Whalen, I like. I had come up with the indestructible Mister Burns. Now that's not a play on anything, but Burns in this episode is a surrounded by an office, absolutely like. Up in flames, like that would have been 600 degrees in that room. He's not made it, he's barely cracked a sweat. He has his head spun around by a punch from Homer and survives. And he has his 104-year-old ass thrown off of a, I don't know, two, three-story balcony. If not higher. If not higher, perfectly fine. Yeah. The dude is Bruce Willis from Unbreakable. I've just been looking at our page here, Four Finger Discount Facebook page. Mm. This cover photo, we need to mention it. How good is it? Yeah, it's, it is tremendous. We need to um, give a shout out to our man, Joel Simpson, listener yep. of the show, who drew this for us. 
So good, isn't it? It's it's brilliant. Um, I mean, we picked him purely based on the name, and it turns out that he's done the best work possible. <laughs> yes. So many references in there. We I'm should have a competition so we can get them all. So if anyone that hasn't seen it, jump to our Facebook page, Four Finger Discount. Um, there are, jeez, oh, at a glance, 40 or 50 references, There's I reckon, more. to the show. There's if more. not more. Yeah. Um, but the thing that I like, you'll notice me myself sitting uh, on the left of the image or on the right uh, if we were looking back at the camera. Um, with a little bit of a cocked eyebrow, and you told me you the only note that you told me you gave him after getting an initial draft was make Mitch look more smug. For, for Mitch, yeah, <laughs> I said I think Mitch needs to look more smug. He goes, yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> and then he sent back and he goes, what do you think about this? I said, nailed it, absolutely <laughs> nailed. It. But that that to me is exactly how you would look on The Simpsons, don't you think? It's pretty spot yeah, on. Yeah, pretty spot on. I've had a, I've had a haircut since, but outside of that. You've even got the streak in your hair. Yeah, no, he he included my Mr. Sheffield <laughs> um, streak through the fringe, which I was a big fan of. Okay, so the original air date was February 25th, 1996, the couch gave. The Simpsons are wearing fezzes and drive to the couch in minicars, and there is no chalkboard gag. Where That's would you finish. wear a fez to, Dando? Where would I wear one to? Um, for some reason, I'm thinking circus. I don't know why. Okay. Maybe because I'm thinking of when Homer's thinking of the bear, the ballet, and it's yeah, wearing the bear's got a fez on. Yeah. Gotcha. That's that's fair. I'd wear one to um, Roddy's Rib Shack up in yeah. Brisbane. Yeah. And that is the best crowbarring of plug that I'm ever <laughs> going to get guys? into one of these episodes. Why, why are we mentioning them? Uh, they have, because they're awesome, that's why. Because they're awesome, long-time supporters of the show. And delicious barbecued meats. Yes. So, if you want some delicious barbecue ribs and you're in the Brisbane vicinity mm-hmm. in Queensland, Australia, make sure you head to bigroddiesribs.com to check out their menu. Everything on the menu looks delicious and yep. it is delicious. If you're not in the Queensland area, uh, make sure you head to the Queensland area and go check out. <laughs> and do it, definitely. Check out their ribs. Everyone goes to Queensland at one point in their life. Uh, yeah. like they, they, um, It's where the theme parks are. <laughs> well, everyone goes to Queensland twice in their life, Dando. Once on the way up and once towards the end. Yes. <laughs> But head to BigRoddiesRibs.com and check out their menu. They're big supporters of the show, as Mitch said, and we love them, don't we? We do. All right, so Mitch, how does the episode kick off? Kicks off at the uh, drag racing night um, with Smithers giving Mr. Burns one of the great, all-time great microphone introductions. Very similar, actually, to um, Troy McClure at the funeral with uh, Bob Newhart, everybody. Yeah, like the testing, testing. <clears throat> here you go, sir. I've warmed, I've warmed up the crowd for you. <laughs> <laughs> they really emphasize here just how much Burns needs Smithers. The cue cards. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The teaspoon of beer once yes, they get inside. The Burns is different now. He's changed, man. Remember when they went, is it Dancing Homer? When Burns is eating chili dogs and yeah. beer and having a good time? Yeah, he's a bit more frail. He is. But still instructable. Apparently so. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he can fall out of windows, yeah. Have you ever been to a drag race? I've been to sprint cars. but we have not the Avalon Raceway. Yeah, yeah. So when I was a kid, I went to the sprint cars at the Avalon Raceway, which are the ones that have kind of got a... Um, a half swastika on their roof. So that's like one side is down, then there's the roof and one side is up. So it's not like, what are the ones that have the big spoiler on the back? What are they? Whatever. Yeah. I know nothing about cars. You're the one that worked for Ford. <laughs> um, but I they spent, cars, they spent most of the time driving sideways and once there was a demolition derby. Um, You've been to a demolition derby? Yeah. 
I went there for the donuts. Dad said that there would be a donut van if I came along. Yeah. So there I was on like a fucking five degree night in the middle of Avalon, which if you've never been to Victoria is in the middle of fucking nowhere, surrounded by people wearing flannelette, drinking coffee, or in my case, hot chocolate made by a woman who was probably 56 years old, never used an espresso machine in her life and cranked the milk up to 85 degrees, took the roof off your mouth, but at least I got my donuts. <laughs> Do you know there's like a hot jam donut van just down the street here now? Really? They're open until 1am every day. That's amazing. Yeah. Saturday night, 12 o'clock at night, what do you want to do? Get some jam donuts? Yeah. Just go down the street here. Yeah, excellent. And they're busy. They're always busy. Oh, you should um, get a little remote control car. <laughs> get a drone. Pick your drone. Winter month. Yeah, winter months are coming. There's no need to leave the house. <laughs> exactly right. Just jam donuts delivered to the house. It'd be fantastic. So, uh, I love that here, Homer too. All the food. And I feel like it's a nacho hat, but they don't. he doesn't eat it. But it looks like a no, nacho it's hat. Just, it's a novelty hat. It's just an oversized cowboy hat. What's the point of that then? It's an oversized cowboy hat. But if the guy in at the football, for example, had a novelty cowboy hat in front of you, would you be annoyed? Uh, yes. Do you get annoyed when people stand up in front of you at the at football games? Um, or I get annoyed when people arrive late to the oh. football. Uh, and yeah, you spend the, you get there early, and then you spend the first five minutes not being able to see anything because there's people. Oh, excuse me, excuse me. Oh, excuse me, excuse me. You know from the Before <laughs> round one The fixture comes out You know what time it starts <laughs> Fucking arrive What about th- during the third quarter Five minutes after half time's finished oh, Same yeah, thing After everyone's coming back from the bar Kills me <laughs> We need to get the American system <laughs> Order beer Pass the beer down the aisle That would work No one's eyes would are Would it work though well, it works there, and they're a lawless pile of buffoonery. Coming up next, our feature race, the Nuclear Power Plant Championship. Plant, plant! Ah, at last, Smithers, fetch the bioculars. Do damnation, tell them to go slower. Yes, sir. Hi, guys. Uh, can we keep it in first gear for a couple laps? Go, go! Slow down. Excellent. I love that. Excellent. I also I like. Finished it. No one else is upset. I like. I like the scenario of there's one for the crowd and one for Burns. So it's all finished. Everyone's happy. All leaving. And Burns tells me this to go get a smaller hand. It's novelty foam hand is ludicrously <laughs> oversized. Change it for a smaller one. <laughs> And I, I'd love and now this is similar to Burn, uh, to Smithers when he's asking do we really need all of the um, it's ways? pure Smithers isn't it yeah no, doesn't seem as funny to me but what do I know what do I know <laughs> <laughs> uh, but before that Lenny arrives on the scene yep. and causes chaos chaos <laughs> hey Burn G this reminded me of after the 2011 grand final mm. uh, my dad came to pick me up from my friend's house where, where I was watching the game uh, and my friend Blummy, who knows my dad, but didn't quite know him too well, gives my dad a big kiss on the cheek. My dad, pretty, you know, straight-laced man. Reserved. Kiss on the cheek, probably not appreciated. Yeah, right. He was, okay. Kept his cool. Tell your dad to stay away from the drag queens in Bali because they were all over me. Oh, really? Mm. You were too pretty, you're very pretty? Or? Uh, two kisses. Where, though? Both on the lips. On the lips? Mm. How'd you take that? They they took no quarter, Dando. <laughs> <laughs> How did it make you feel getting kissed on the lips by a drag queen? Were you just in the moment? Did you even realise it was happening? Or was it just too late? That's just Oh, happened? no. I mean, 
You feel it. <laughs> so, yeah, I was aware that it happened. Was Journey playing at the time? Uh, no, what was playing at the time? That would have been a moment. Uh, might have been. It wasn't It's Raining Men, um, but it was just after It's Raining Men. Anyway, the how and the why isn't relevant, but I will say that I am. I was not the least bit disturbed. Like, you know, it's a kiss, whatever. It was a close... Like, it was more of a peck. It just it was a peck on the lips. Yeah. Were you the only one they kissed? No, they kissed a couple other dudes in the audience as well. And both of them, you felt like one was probably a little bit homophobic. The other one I later... One of the drag went... Oh, one of the guys, no, got, one kissed, of the guys got kissed. And I later found out the other one uh, was a musician. So, he was up for anything. <laughs> <laughs> I wish it was video. Big shout this. out to... Uh, oh, what was his first name? I think it was Sean. Sean Wolf or something like that out of Adelaide. <laughs> <laughs> so, Lenny's just causing chaos, as we said. And... Really, Burns has nothing to be scared of here. Lenny just wants to be his friend. But Burns isn't used to not having Smithers around at all, is he? Uh, no. Smithers always fixes the situation. Yeah, exactly. And As he, he does here, comes in and gets eventually, Lenny away from the Eventually, he does, car. yeah, yeah. But I love that how Burns has a mace, and you think it's going to be spray mace. But yeah. no, it's a medieval mace. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's a comment from that, actually, on the in the Patreon group. And okay. And now's as good a time as any to bring it that is, up. It is, yeah. Uh, this is coming from... Uh, well, again, Brendan Allen, actually. So, you've been busy talking about this episode. Um... One thing that it always bothered him in that is that initially there's no mace in the mace holder, but it's there in the next cut. Also, it's not a mace, it's a flail. What Burns has? Mm. I've always known it's a mace. Well, apparently we've always been wrong. Well, thank you, Brendan, for enlightening me. I'm taking... What did I learn from this episode? (laughs) He said it with such a degree of confidence that I'm not even going to Google it to check. That's true. Um, The moment of triumph Mm. on Lenny's thumbs up is so good. It's the music too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, oh, that is just such a, per- a, a moment of perfection. All this has to do is just give him a pat on the back and say, on your way, mate. On your way. Yeah. No, nothing bad's happening. No, no, of course. <laughs> but Burns is ruined. He, he, I mean, it's dealing with the common man. He does not normally have to do this. You know what it's like? You know when some parents baby, I say sense, baby their little kids mm. so they're afraid of dogs and things and a dog's just walking up for a lick yeah. and they're terrified. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what this is like. Yeah. I'm going to make sure my son is not scared of dogs. I'm going to make sure that you're... Like, if I ever have a kid, he's sleeping with the dogs for the first three years. Well, my dog sleeps with us. Grow so up tough. <laughs> Where do your dogs sleep? They sleep in the bed too, don't they? Yeah, they're on the bed. I'm not sure. See, this there's is the no, thing. There's no say in the matter. They just are. It's becoming like Dr. Phil. Our, our son. I'm the type of person that says, I don't want him to sleep in the bed with us. Cause I don't want him to think that's where he should be sleeping. Right. So, because the guy at work's like, oh, yeah, my kid slept with us until he was like five or six. And I was like, that's just not going to happen, I don't think, with me. Um, well, I mean, each to their own, but I, I, I feel like it's one of those things that you don't want to overthink. You wouldn't want him sleeping in the bed every night, but if he's had a bad dream or something like that and he needs to be comforted, <laughs> let him jump in. That's not going to ruin anybody. <laughs> if you say to him, no, you can't get... You can't say to your kid... Go away. Here's what will, yeah, here's what will happen. If your kid comes in as a five-year-old and says, can I get in the bed with you? And you say, no, the dog's in here. Then that will <laughs> fuck him up in the future. <laughs> Wake up. It's just Jet's head's in the bed. That's it. <laughs> so getting back, and Smithers is blaming himself. He can't believe he let uh, Mr. Burns get into the situation, even though nothing happened. Smithers yep. is just being overly dramatic as he is. Do you know this is the first episode where they blatantly point out that Smithers is gay? Is it really? When he's at the gay resort. Oh, I know they point it out, but is it really the first one? Yeah, because they've never, he's never actually said, he's, they've implied it in certain ways. I'm sure there was one not too long ago. You mean the one, very blatant. my choice of lifestyle? Is that the one you mean? Maybe. 
See, that's still... It's it's not implying... It's implying he's gay if you read it that way because we know the character. Yeah. But this is just him at a gay resort. Yeah, okay. So, it's the first time they've shown it blatantly that he is just with other men. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'll give you that. But I also think there have been enough comments that have no longer been innuendo. They've just been yeah. flat out. Especially the birds coming through the window, I guess. Yeah, that's... <laughs> that dream. that's Pretty obvious. But You're quite good at turning me on. Yes. Smither starts slamming his head against the wheel and Mr. Burns, even he's had enough, puts the window up, yep. calls him up. Yeah. Never, never, never. The following morning, Smithers is trying to grovel, but he can't even grovel properly anymore, can he? No. He's just, he's lost his, lost his will to live. Yeah. <laughs> My uh, favourite moment in this scene was just how calmly Burns stops him from drowning himself. Yeah. Just wanders over and pops his finger yeah. on the thing <laughs> to drain the rest but of Smithers the water. just being so dramatic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you have to grovel to Ash, what do you usually do? How do you grovel? I can see you being a groveler. I look like the sort of man that's ever groveled in his life. No, you not grovel to this extent. But when you've done something wrong, how do you get back in the good books? First time I do something wrong, I'll let you know. Uh, <laughs> how many times on this podcast have we mentioned you doing the wrong thing? <laughs> or being interpreted as the wrong thing? Well, I don't, in- I don't grovel for a misinterpretation. <laughs> that's on them. <laughs> <laughs> you've never once said I'm sorry for anything? Sometimes, Even if you didn't mean it. Sometimes you might get a, well, I'm sorry, you took it that way. <laughs> Which you is ever, as close as you can. Have you ever said I'm sorry and not meant it? Like Bart. Uh, I don't think I ever have to ash. Probably to someone else at some point in my life. <laughs> Can't think of a scenario. But yeah, I think everyone has given a fake apology just to make every make something go away. Chocolates and a bath. That's how, I, that's how I fix things with Nicola. Have the bath running for her when she gets home from work and some chocolate and friends on the iPad. I'm set. See, the thing is, I feel like if you have a thing to go to, then that takes away from the apology. What do you mean? You've just gone into sorry mode. You've put no thought in that. You've just gone, I'll get the chocolates in the bath water and then I can play PlayStation for a bit while she calms down. Basically, she doesn't realise that though. <laughs> <laughs> so, what happens? What does is, what is Mr. Burns suggest you do? Well, firstly, he burps and I find that very unbecoming. That was a small thing where I was like, oh, Mr. Burns shouldn't burp. It's beneath him. It is beneath him. Um, uh, is it though? We have. Yes. S- we said he's changed. He would have burped at the baseball in season two. Maybe. I don't remember him burping. But he would have. Not he on was doing camera. The, oh, oh, he oh, didn't necessarily oh, oh. burp on camera though. Okay, yeah, true. It, it, it does seem odd, the character of Burns doing a yeah. burp. Um, but anyway, yeah. So, it suggests that Smithers takes a vacation, takes some annual leave. Presumably, because you can't imagine that Smithers ever has. I don't think Smithers has ever been away from Burns since he was a kid. I think that's something yeah. that happens, you find out in a later episode, yeah. that Mr. Burns actually raised him. Yeah, right. Okay. But um, yeah, it's, but Smithers, he can't handle life without Burns. I think Burns, if he has to, I suppose he likes, he says, I can handle myself, but then get a replacement for me, doesn't he? Yeah. Which he is does. the gag, yeah. yeah. So he goes to get a replacement. Yeah, and goes with the, the classic thing of wanting to not find someone that's going to do your job better than you. Which is understandable. I yeah. think we'd all be like that. Yeah. If you're trying to find someone to do your job, would you, maybe subconsciously, but you try and find someone who's not going to be better than you. Maybe he's good, but not better. Yeah, well, I mean, Ash already has a job, but... Do you want to go there? I was pausing for your laugh. Feeling <laughs> <laughs> uh, my laugh, even I would get in trouble. My, my tactic is generally try to finish a week's worth of my job in advance, so that way no one has to do my job. Yeah. So... There's no one coming back going, yeah, geez, like fucking Paul really ripped the shit out of your job while you were away. So, so see, you know the answer I was expecting from you then? Well, no one could possibly be as good as me at my job. Um, That's the bitch answer to that question. Yeah, well, I went a different way. <laughs> That's the bitch thing to do. <laughs> but uh, so, oh, 
almost on cue, Asha sent me a message. Oh, what does it say? <laughs> um, You're talking about me, aren't you? Signed up for 10 sessions of PT starting Monday. I don't know if that's for her or for me. It could be a message. <laughs> she could just be... <laughs> I've got to find a replacement who won't outshine me. Perhaps if I search the employee evaluations for the word incompetent. 714 names. <laughs> Better be more specific. Lazy. Clumsy. Dim-witted. Monstrously ugly. Ah, oh, nuts to this. I'll just go get Homer Simpson. This is just a simple gag to get around the fact that it was always going to be Homer. Yeah. There's no need for it to be Homer. It's just going to be Homer. And I love how like, proud Homer is. I think Smithers picked me because of my motivational skills. Everyone always says they have to work a lot harder when I'm around. So the cousin Smithers introducing Homer to the job, Homer's just purely interested in the chair. This is the chair. But this is the chair, right? right. <laughs> uh, this is we get the seed plant too for the uh, Mr. Burns' mother. Then Smithers leaves and we get the classic cut to commercial. Uh, Mr. Smithers! I don't understand 2,700 of my new duties. Well, the van's leaving. Which one duty is giving you the most trouble? Um, what do I do in case of fire? Sorry, can't hear you. Oh, just my luck. We come back from commercial, and Homer is putting out the fire, and Burns orders his lunch. Can you remember what he orders? Uh, I remember the dodo egg. A dodo egg. Even Homer knows its extent. Steamed <laughs> toast and a single pillow of puffed wheat or something like that. Something ridiculous. Mm. All, all stuff that he needs to prepare before rotating the office to face the hills. And it's all lost on Homer. Can you repeat the stuff about the things? <laughs> Have you ever been in a position where you weren't as you weren't good for the job or you weren't able to do the job but you didn't want to sort of tell the person? So you tried to cover for yourself? Um... Where you pretended like you understood what they were saying, and you're like, well, I'll just try and wing it. Yeah, I mean, the three or four occasions that I've completely lied about my abilities to be able to get a job and then Googled my way through the beginning. Yeah. It's happened all the time. <laughs> <laughs> my life, Dan. <laughs> it's, it's what made me who I am today. You don't, like, if you have access to the internet and even a moderately well speed, a like, moderately decent internet um, uh, speed at work, and not too much of a filter so you can access whatever website you need to get to. You can do any job in the world. Well, it's like when I started my job, they said you're going to need Photoshop skills and I'd never really used Photoshop before. I'd use Premiere Pro, but not yep. Photoshop. But whenever I need to know how to do something, I just Google it. Yeah. It's not hard. No, it's easy. <laughs> it's, it's really good if you're in an office too. Yeah. Someone comes in because no one sits around and watches you work. Yeah. So, just, I need you to do this. No problem. Yes. I'll have that for you in half an hour. <laughs> and then as soon as they leave, how do I... Da, 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 da. Oh, yeah, done. Home, Control X. Homer has to get up early for Mr. Burns. Have you ever had a job where you had to get up early? I used to work on a tomato picking farm. I, um, I can't see you ever doing a job like that. Tomato tomato picking. <laughs> Son, let me tell you something about tomato picking. Um, no, I, uh, the job that I have now, I, um, I have to get up at six and that's the earliest that I've ever had six. to get up. Yeah, it's pretty rough. I start at nine. Sometimes I get out of bed at 25 to nine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I hate you. <laughs> Everything that you stand for. <laughs> I live five minutes from work. What can I say? Yeah. Uh, and... And work in an environment where we don't need a uniform, which is even better yeah, for you. Yeah, just wear trackies. Um, <laughs> it's amazing how much... E like, I could get up at 
it, you name any time. I could get up at 2 in the morning off 45 minutes sleep mm. if it was to make it in time for a sporting event. If they were like, you've got an early tea time. For whatever reason, the sun's up at 3. We're, we're teeing off at quarter past 3. I'd be like, no dramas. I will see you there and I'll be bright. Like, I'll be, I'll be fine. But if they say... Hey Mitch, tomorrow you can come in a bit late to work. You don't have to get there until ten thirty. I'm still going to be rolling in with my eyes half open. Just, just the first hour of the day is me just trying to get coffee into my body. Yeah. Well, you messaged me yesterday saying you were still a bit tired from your holiday, and yesterday yep. was your first day of work. How shit is the feeling when you wake up in your own bed knowing I have to go to work today? Yeah. After all, an amazing holiday. Yeah. Sucks. So Homer has to get up early. And what I loved here about the little rascals line is it just reminded me of when. Because th- this gag's kind of dated now because you can just watch anything on Netflix or YouTube. It's all to demand. Back when you... If you didn't get up and watch something, you missed it. Yeah. So, you had to tape it. But there are still elements of that. Like, sport again, sporting things. So you record it on Foxtel, Augusta or something like that. Like, when the Masters was on. If I wanted to watch that, I had to be up at five in the morning. Yeah. They're not going to hold that. <laughs> I, just, I just mean like a... This is a, a an old school sitcom. So, for example, they'd do a repeat of MASH and might only put it on at 6 a.m. Uh, in the morning. Yeah, no, I, I get what you mean. I'm just yeah, saying yeah, there yeah. are still some elements of, yeah. of needing to live to a schedule. Would you still get up and watch that live though or just tape it? The golf? Yeah. No, I'd, I'd watch it live because it's too difficult to avoid scores these days. I guess. Like, I, I pretty much have to turn my phone onto flight mode. It, it gets because, like that, doesn't because it? Because it's... Like sure, you go. Oh well, I won't. I won't jump on Facebook. That'll be fine. But then you get a fucking group chat notification, and someone's commented about something, you know and sh- that's the end of it. You know what shits me is I had subscribed to the WWE app, and mm. during WrestleMania this year, they were sending out push notifications of the match results. Yeah, right. Why would you do that, fools? Rule my WrestleMania. I mean, they may as well have just leaked the script. Don't even go there. <laughs> <laughs> So Homer's making a genuine effort to make Mr. Burns's breakfast. This is one of the classic visual gags of all time. The cereal catching on fire. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> one of these things must be the breakfast maker. Yes. <laughs> or his breakfast machine, whatever it is. But yeah, the um Oh, that's just your classic comedy in threes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That. That's very, very funny. Burns is ungrateful. I don't like ethnic foods. <laughs> is it donuts? Donuts. <laughs> but the thing is, donut. You can't fail with donuts. Uh, no, donuts are an all-the-time food. Yeah. And, yeah. No matter what time of the day it is, yeah. it's always fine to eat And donut. even a bad donut is better than a good anything else. I wouldn't go that far. I would. What about a bacon and egg McMuffin? No. I'll take a bad donut over it. A bad donut? Yeah. What's a bad donut, though? Too much icing? I, I mean, it could be too much icing. It could be slightly stale. It could be a little hard. It could be too soft. It could be whatever it is that a bad donut is for you. But it's still better than anything else. It's that one donut left in the packet from yesterday's shift at work in the tea room. Yep. But if I came to the desk right now and they said, you can have that or you can have... A cheeseburger. Or Jamie Oliver is in the next room and he's about to cook something (laughs) for you. A donut? Tell Jamie I'll catch him next week. (laughs) Then he asked Homer to read the stocks for him. And I see Homer's trying everywhere here. Yeah. He doesn't understand the stocks, but he's not going to tell Mr. Burns that in fear of what's going to happen. So he tries to read it out. They all won. What, what about, about my options? options? <laughs> you could either stay in bed or get up. You completely misunderstood, but it made sense. Yeah. Uh, then he gives a bath. I forgot about this. How disgusting oh, dead is this? Oh, dead skin Oh, man. <laughs> Terrible. Then this is the best part. I will, I'm going to go this? as far as this. Certain shows, certain shows have certain words that they just make use of better than anyone else. Mm-hmm. In the West Wing, it's okay. The word okay. In can what be way? In a, in a million different ways. But the mm-hmm. word okay, the way they use it, can convey so much weight. Like a character being told that someone has died and just a long pause and... Oh, 
Okay. And, and like that can tell you more than a fucking entire monologue would about how they feel. That word for the Simpsons, not even technically a word, but the Simpsons use <laughs> better than any other show ever has and ever will. Not that it's a word, just a sound, yeah. an, an emotion. So many different uses and generally the same, it's generally the same meaning, it's discussed, but Sideshow Bob about moving on to Bunyan Country or in this instance, yeah. Homer in the dead skin. Um, what about someone kissing, it's a little bit different in the delivery, but Ugh! when Molman tries to kiss her? Yeah, yep, similar. They, they just do that very well. I, I prefer the slower. Like, uh. I, I know, Bart said it at one point too. I can't remember. They, they have, like, yeah, there's been there, numerous there have been times. A lot yeah. That, that particular thing comes up and they yeah. do it perfectly. This is the ultimate in Burns laziness making Homer close his mouth after putting the fangs yeah. in. <laughs> <laughs> I love there's the option, the fangs today. Yeah. <laughs> so we go yep. from there and we're at. We're at work, and this is sort of our first taste of Homer doing the job at the plant itself. Yeah. So, the uh, report on the accounting department, and it's just basically like a Wikipedia entry on who the accounting department are. The, ne- the next line is possibly the most iconic from the episode. The cube? The cube. Yeah. Is this <laughs> about my cube? It's the, it, Mr. Burns, yeah. is this about my cube? Yeah. He's not even mad. <laughs> no, no. Look, he sort of is, but he's just gone with it. He's, like, he's given actually, up. <laughs> well, I don't think he is, because his next line, when, when Smithers is on the phone and he says that this Homer fellow is getting dumber by the minute... He sort of laughs about it, doesn't he? Burns isn't the least bit annoyed because he knows Smithers is coming back. And he's like, I'll just take this for a bit of a ride. It's fun. He's accepted it. Yeah. uh, Like nothing so far has really hurt him by a new car. You you kind of feel sorry for Homer that he says in front of Homer. Yeah. When he does it later is fantastic. The incompetent boo But I can't really talk right now. (laughs) Here are your messages. You have 30 minutes to move your car. You have 10 minutes. Your car has been impounded. Your car has been crushed into a cube. You have 30 minutes to move your cube. Hello, Mr. Burns' office. Is it about my cube? So then we go at home, and Homer is very, very tired on the couch. She's, Mr. Burns has just worn him out. The kids are trying to take advantage of him. Even Lisa's trying to take advantage of him. She yeah. needs to lift to the library. Yeah, yeah. Then Marge, the only way to get through to him is to scream at him like Mr. Burns would. Yeah. How great is this as a visual gag? The bell. The jo- Yeah. The ma- dong, dong. Yeah. <laughs> It's amazing. Homer has to sprint. Not, doesn't get in his yeah. car. Runs. Runs the whole way. Don't know why, but it looks funny. <laughs> well, unless he just ran up the gate. Like he might have parked at the gate and ran Oh, up the that is true. He couldn't it's get possible, in. But, yeah. but it just looks hilarious. Yeah. The phone has been ringing for some time. <laughs> it's just fantastic. Answer it. Yeah. <laughs> he can't do it himself. And it's Smithers. And this is yeah. sort of emphasizing how Smithers, he's on this vacation, but all he can do is think of Mr. Burns. Yeah, he, can't, he, he doesn't actually get involved in any of the activities oh, there. Line. Only because they tell him to. Yeah. He, was, he was too busy on the phone during yeah, it. Yeah, true. Um, when they're doing the speedboats, he's the one driving. He's not actually skiing. True. But he's, I mean, he's still involved. Yeah. But all he can do is think of Mr. Burns the yeah. entire time. Even when Mr. Burns is telling him yeah. not to. Even when Frankie Goes to Hollywood is playing in the background. Yes. <laughs> Great song. <laughs> there used to be our song on the radio when he had nothing else to do. We just play that song. Yeah, okay. When you say on the radio, so like at the station. Yeah. Okay. We just, have nothing else to do. Let's play. It was relax. just the, the go-to song. <laughs> I was always more a fan of Two Tribes. It was a really good pump-up song before any game of sport. What is your favorite pump-up song? So, for example, Grand Final, pre-Grand Final. Mm. Oh well, Grand Final, Holy Grail. They go hand oh, in hand. So, I know. Look, it's, it's cliche because it works. Um, it does, but it's just, I don't know, to me, I think of, because I used to play footy, it reminds me of those guys. Actually, I'll tell you I'll tell you what it is for me, and that's not anything to do with, like, um, profound lyrics or anything like that. It doesn't have to be football related either. Yeah, nah, no, but Metallica, for whom the bell tolls, because that has just got a okay. fucking, like, really, really ballsy riff that yeah. just 
gets you pumped up. You've got no option but to have your adrenaline pump up a little bit when you're listening to that. And then I might go from there into one. I think Master of Puppets is the one that gets me going most. One, of course, by... um, Metallica. (laughs) No, I was going to say by you two. (laughs) (laughs) Is it getting better? Before we get too sidetracked, just quickly, quickly. What is your favourite football song besides Holy Grail? Um, Australian rules football song. As in theme songs? No, no, just about football. There aren't many. Um, I guess... Mine is the old Channel 7 song. That's the thing about huh. football. I, I was going to say it's a, a split between Up There, Kazali, or More Than a Game. Footy show More Than a Game. More Than a Game. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's not get too sorry because international listeners have no idea what we're talking about. Well, one would because a, an American woman live tweeted the Fremantle theme song over the weekend. Really? Yeah, someone from the States watching football and then the Frio theme song came on and they just lost their fucking minds. <laughs> they're like, <laughs> they're like, uh, actually, um, people hang shit on that song. I like the start of it. Free show, way to go. go. Uh, I will find this uh, live Frio theme. Uh, so the woman was from Kansas City. I'm just getting some of these tweets to load okay. uh, as a slight detail. Stop everything! Something glorious has just occurred on my television. This cannot go unexplored. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm lying here watching the end of an AFL match, which, by the way, if you don't know, Australian Rules Football... Sorry, if you don't watch Australian Rules Football, you really need to start between the Fremantle Dockers and St Kilda. Fremantle win fairly handily, and there's much celebration in the stadium. The cameras show fans cheering and the players taking a lap around the pitch, applauding their supporters. All seems to be progressing normally. And then, suddenly, from the sound system of the stadium, amidst a set of sounds so peculiar... So amazing that it truly cannot be ignored. I listen, mouth hanging open in amazement and delight. It's the official club song. It's amazing. It's like a cross between some sort of rowdy pub song and I love rock and roll. It goes on and on. The crowd loves it. I am in awe. I look up the lyrics. They're as glorious as I imagined. Frio, way to go. Hit them real hard. Set them down below. Frio, give them the old hepo. We, we are, are the, the Frio, Frio Darkers. It's a great song. I must hear more. <laughs> but wait, my pleas have been heard. They're playing it again. <laughs> <laughs> The, the just, verses aren't any good. The chorus, amazing. This is all from at Prairie Girl uh, 0028. Um, what I loved later, she's like, I begin doing research. Apparently, most or all AFL clubs have official songs. I plan to find out more, but at this point, I really don't see how any can top the majesty of Frio way to go. So, Mr. Burns has told Homer to answer the phone and it's Smithers calling from the resort. Mm-hmm. He's panicking now because it took so long for him to answer the phone. What's going on? Mm-hmm. Smithers just needs to relax and just have a good time. But he, yeah. he just can't. And this is where we said earlier, Mr. Burns makes fun of Homer in yep. front of him and Homer's starting to get fed up now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 60 watts? What do you think this is, a tanning salon? I asked for light starch on my nightcap. <laughs> you call this postum? You call this a tax return? You call this a supercomputer? You're a travesty of a joke of an assistant. (laughs) 
I think Mr. Burns deserved it. No, oh, I no. guess no one deserves a punch. No, he no, didn't. No, no. <laughs> Homer did a bad job. You don't deserve to be punched in the face for telling someone they did a bad job. But if job. someone's throwing shit at your face, oh, that's paper. It wasn't just Pen- paper. Pencils was a bit much, but by the same token. Wasn't there something really heavy you threw at him? I don't think so. Like a book? I don't know. Um, if someone threw a book at your face, what do you do? I sign it. <laughs> Give it back to them So there you go mate well, I, I should say It's whilst it's not the right thing to do You can understand Homer's frustration You okay. can understand the frustration Yes, yes. And the he did it without thinking The frustration builds up uh, Yeah I like, I like The animation was quite good On watching him sort of tense Every part of his body And then just unload And and release And just unwind And it's because Like we said earlier He's been trying so hard Yeah He's failing But he's, he's still trying And Mr Burns is showing No thanks at yeah. all for it Which is why he just Locked him out. You also really feel that punch. It's a credit to the animators yeah. that it and the um and the director for scoring it the way they did. In that there's a moment of silence and they Afterwards. let it they let it hang and let it sink in for a bit. It's um <laughs> shit. He looks dead at that point. Like it's like a murder mystery all of a sudden. Just about yeah. <laughs> like how how's Homer going to dispose of a body? Yeah, and Homer doesn't know what to do. He panics. Mm. And what we all would do, we run, run to our wives. We flee the scene. Yeah. <laughs> run to our wives. Exactly. Is there something wrong, Homie? No. Except? Except I killed Mr. Burns! What happened, Dad? I punched Burns right in his 104-year-old face. Marge says he should go and apologize. Um, we get a great pan here. So it's looking through Homer's eyes. Yep. And you hear Mr. Burns is panting. And you see him in the corner, Homer misses him at the start. But I just yep. think that visual looked fantastic. Yeah. Burns just looks genuinely terrified. As you would be. Yeah. Because he has no so one terrified to- that he can't fire him. Yeah, but he has no one to defend him now. Yeah, Burns is by himself. He's stuck in this room. So he t- he sends Homer out, and then he calls Moe's by accident because he's trying to call Smithers. Yeah, yeah. I've <laughs> seen plenty of people operate this. Doesn't seem to be too much of a trick to it. <laughs> then he puts the phone in the drawer, which I just found hilarious. I, I like that too. Like it went bad. I'm gonna put that away. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna hide this in the drawer. <laughs> Yeah, oh, man. It's a great. What's the line from Mo? Something about I'm gonna rip the eyes out of your head and shove them down your pants so you can watch you, so you can watch see, me, kick the, watch me kick the crap out of you. That's it. Something along those lines. Anyway, he calls for Smithers. There's like a Princess Leia, Luke Skywalker moment here. He senses the well. I was gonna, trouble. I was gonna say shining, but yeah, yeah, similar thing. Yep. He senses the trouble, stops the boat. Everyone crashes. Then Mr. Burns uses the mirror, puts it under the door to see if Homer has disappeared, but he hasn't. That would scare the shit out of you. Yes, it would. If someone's just right there. Yeah. <laughs> um, he tells him to go away. He can make his own coffee. I would love to see what happened in this room. Mr. Burns trying to make that coffee because the next time Homer comes in, there is coffee everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> it's just absolutely everywhere. Um, he says he would drive himself home as well. Yep. He can chauffeur himself. That's and a nice reckless driver, Mr. B. This is where Mr. Burns realizes he can be independent. Yeah, and he's not doing a great job of it, to be, no. with, to be fair, but it, it's those small steps that give him the confidence to then go on and accomplish bigger things. He's one of those people where if you're rich enough, it doesn't matter whether you're doing the right thing or not. That's very true. Yeah. And, but the next time we see him, completely self-sufficient. He's made a cappuccino, he's operating the telephone machine with uh, skill and shredding his own paper. I love that he shreds the environmental papers and then yeah, throws, throws them out the window. Yeah. I love the delivery to the cappuccino, Simpson. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hey, hey. Yes. And twiddling the cord. Yeah. He's just, yeah, so self-sufficient now. It's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, my God. I knew I shouldn't have left. Ah, welcome back, Smithies. Say, do you know Homer Simpson? He pitched in around the office while you were away. Bang up job, Simpson, but I guess it's back to your trusty post in Sector 7G. Ah. You heard the man, Simpson. Ah. 
And my dear, dear Smithers, you're no longer needed at all. You're fired. Ta-da. You shouldn't have gone away on vacation. We come back and Homer feels bad for getting Smithers fired, but it's not his fault, is it? Um, well, the, it is. The events led to it, but it's not like he deliberately went out of his way to he get He didn't go out of his way, no. It was it's just, still his fault. He caused everything. It's Smithers' fault for going on vacation. Smithers was told to go on vacation. It's Burns' fault for sending Smith- Smithers on vacation. Smithers picked him. Yes, okay, Smithers picked him. There's quite a sexist joke here as well, where Homer says something about Marge's job, and then Bart says, quick, mum, whip up a cape before dad fires you. <laughs> would that fly now? I don't know. I feel that's one of those lines that that the PC police would just be all over. Yeah, possibly. Surely for the most part, cake-baking duties still belong to the mum in most households. Oh, that wouldn't fly in your house because Ash doesn't cook. No, exactly. It would be the other way around in in our house. Do you bake cakes, though? Yeah, good ones. (laughs) (laughs) New York baked cheesecake is a specialty. Next time you're baking a cake... I do a pretty good uh, carrot cake. Need to make sure you're wearing an apron. I want to see a photo in the Four Finger Discount patron group. I don't own an... Oh, no, I do have a uh, Superman apron. I can do that. It has a cape. has to happen. Okay. All right. Go home tonight and bake a cake and take a photo. I'm not going to do that. (laughs) They say that Shaw Smithers will find a great job, and we think it's AT&T, but it's not. I think it's neat and tidy. Piano removers. Piano removers, yeah. Screws his back up. You're going to need a... A spine replacement. A steel rod where your spine used to be. That's intense. Yeah. <laughs> Not just a hip, a spine. <laughs> then we get Will the... Will I ever move a piano again? <laughs> Good Lord, no. It kind of went nowhere, that gag, though. A little bit. It's just, it's just the usual... Well, the fact, am I going to play... It's like, am I going to play football again, duck? Like, like moving pianos was his life. Then we get your favourite moment that you mentioned earlier. Get ready for exciting quarter-mile action at the Springfield Drag Strip. It'll be motorised mayhem, mayhem, mayhem. We need all this mayhem. We do. All right, fair enough. Suppose you know your business. Get ready for fun, fun, fun. I, people are already here. We don't need to keep hustling them like this, do we? You let go of me. Where are you throwing me? Actually, I'm going to change my favorite moment. I think this next part at Moe's is my favorite because I forgot that this existed. Sure. Moe's, Moe's you can, reaction. You can take the Barney guarding job like so many of us have contemplated in our darkest moments. Moe's, oh my God. God! Even <laughs> the delivery guy? Yes! Inside here. Oh, oh no, it's you! <laughs> and Barney's just having so much. You can't see it. That's yeah. what's great about it. Yeah. You can just imagine what's happening. Yeah. Oh, fuck, the that's glee, so too. Barney just yeah. laughing <laughs> as he Glass goes on a rampage. Sm- <laughs> Glass is smashing. Oh, just, just the, and starts off with my, oh my God. <laughs> oh, man, that was great. <laughs> oh my God! Beer delivery, just sign here. Oh. No, it's you! By the way, I'm trying to watch my language because we got a, a message, a comment on one of our Did we? podcasts this uh, this week on the Podbean app saying, too much swearing, not listening anymore. Sorry. Well, they've obviously only listened to one episode, so I'm not going to stress too much. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't lost a long-term listener. <laughs> I hope I'm not swearing too much. I tend to swear too much because I worked in Ford in a factory for like eight years. Yeah, that's fair. I I tend to... Whatever. (laughs) So I swear to be cool. It's the same reason I smoke and do heroin. What's the problem? Homer gives the pep talk, as we said, and says, you can do this, Smithers. We we will get you your job back. We need to put a plan together because Smithers says he's going to need his help. Smithers then calls the mother, and this is the the ploy. I love how she answers the phone. What? (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> she sounds like she would be one hell of a person to deal with. Or a real piece of work. And there would be people out there like that too. Yeah, definitely. Um, have you ever come get across a job a cu- in customer service? You'll come across them. Have you ever yeah. come across a customer at the bank, or is it where you used to work at the the telephone? Uh, uh, call center was it call center. Wasn't all it? in the above. Yeah. What's the most annoying person you've had to deal with, or what? What, what to what extent? Or how? What do they do? I think the person that thinks they're right but they're not. Well, we'll try to swear black and blue that they're right with something that yeah that you very clearly know is not the case. Like, well, you didn't tell me this. I'm like, oh, well. I sent you a letter, like I personally sent the letter, and we spoke about it on the phone. And <laughs> we just spoke about I it. I took notes when we spoke about it on the phone saying that you we were going to wait on instructions from you. And then two weeks later, when we hadn't received those instructions, I called you again. I had that on recording. Like, yeah, like all of that <laughs> happened. Yes, you were aware. That that can be the person who's like, like at what point? Because you still can't just come out and say you're lying. But at, like sometimes you you get this real fine line of like, Hmm. How can I be delicate about the fact that you're just not being honest with either yourself or me? <laughs> I remember walking into Vodafone and a guy was in front of me and he storms in. He cut past me as he was walking in and he goes, "I lost my phone. I need a new one." And they said, "Okay, sir. I'm not, okay, I'm here to help you. Um, what happened? I don't know. My phone, my phone's gone missing. I called you up and you said you can give me a new one. Okay. Um, do you have an account with this? Yeah. All right. What's your name? I'm not telling you my name." Just, I, you said you give me a new phone. Well, okay, okay, so what's your phone number? I don't know what my phone number is. I'm like thinking, who the fuck is this guy? He just stormed into Vodafone. Well, no, he's not going to tell you. Yeah, no name, <laughs> no phone number. But he says, I called you up and you said you're going to give me a new phone. How did it work out for him? I had to leave because he wasn't leaving. You gave him yours. <laughs> just to get out of there. Yeah, so what happens in the episode? So they call Mr. Burns' mum. And they, what are they doing here? They're setting it up so that Mr. Burns will think that Homer sent it through. And Smithers come in and save the day. But it doesn't go down that way, does it? Because Homer can't switch a phone from on hold yeah. to Mr. Burns. That is the most difficult task in any office. Learning the phone system. I panic. When the phone rings, I panic because I feel like I'm going to push the wrong button all the time. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, you, you've got to be 15 years in a company before you're comfortable with the phones. Do you know how I felt when I was on the radio doing live calls, putting guests on hold? Oh, yeah. That would have been rough. <sighs> Twice I hung up, <laughs> and when you're live on air, did you then do an impression? <laughs> <laughs> I should have. <laughs> I love Smithers. Hello, Mr. Mr. Sunderlands. <laughs> it's the Queen. <laughs> I uh, I love Smithers' reaction here. No, yeah, don't do that. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> no, yeah, it's it the best. <laughs> don't worry, mate. I've got this. I got it. <laughs> it's all under control. <laughs> Mr. Burns catches them out. Sir. This is Mrs. Burns. I just called to say I don't love you. You are a bad son, Montel. So, ah! impersonate my mother, will you? And you, Smithers, you must have put him up to it. I'm glad I fired you. You really blew it this time, Smithers. Homer, in this episode, do you think he's being a douche? Uh, or is he just an idiot? <laughs> no, he's just an idiot. He's not being a douche. Not deliberately being Because I guess he was trying... He was going to throw himself in the sword here for Smithers, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, he's trying to make it right. He just didn't understand that he was the one that screwed it up. Yeah. Then we get the... Before Family Guy did it. You know how Family Guy did it with Peter and the chicken? Mm. It's Smithers here and Homer. The epic fight. Epic battle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It is pretty epic too. It is. Smithers fights hard. Yeah, he's a badass man. Yeah. It's like Jason Bourne. (laughs) 
<laughs> taking him down with whatever's handy. I love that he cracks the safe just to open the door and slam it in his yeah, head. Yeah, that's fantastic. <laughs> yes. Knocks Mr. Burns. Oh, Mr. Burns. Because the thing is, that polar bear's always been in Mr. Burns' office, mm. but it's never been put to any never use. Been, to yeah, exactly. So he climbs the bear, gets knocked out the window. And is it Smithers? He goes, oh, oh my. my. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they both stop fighting because they know, all right, shit's just gone down. Yeah. And then we cut to Mr. Burns in bed, which is a take on uh, A Clockwork Orange at the end when Alex is being fed. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yep. Here comes the endangered condor into the power lines. <laughs> <laughs> Feeding him peanuts and everything. And Mr. Yep. Burns, he still thinks he's self-sufficient, but he's yeah, not. Yeah, yeah. He needs... Mi- Skin? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> then tell uh, see that Sim- uh, Simpson gets what's coming to him. Yeah. Right. Which is a similar joke uh, or similar ending to the blood donor, I think. The one where he thinks that um, he's all... Orga- he'd- Organized for Homer to be whacked, and instead he gets a fruit basket or something like that. Or blood donor? Is it? Oh, maybe not the blood donor. I mean blood feud. Blood feud? Is that the one? That's one with Bart donates the blood. Save Mister Burns's life. What's what's that episode? Okay, so I've just forgot it. You're right. Apparently they were getting Homer whacked in blood feud, but I can't yeah. remember why. No, I can't remember. Anyway, too too long ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and as for that brutish fellow who knocked me out the window. See that he gets what's coming to him. I already have, sir. What'd you get that for? For knocking Mr. Burns out of a third-story window. Makes sense to me. Did he die? What am I, a doctor? The status quo is returned. It's done in a way that, like, the episode resolves itself quite nicely. The events of the episode all lead back in a nice little loop. It's not as blatant as, I guess... No, it's not like someone hits the reset button at the very end. Yeah. It's, you know... Natural progression back to the... Cause and effect the whole way through. What did we learn, Palmer? So what did you learn from the episode, Mitch? Uh, I learned that being weighted on hand and foot is fine for common people. That's true. I've learned that apparently a mace is not a mace. What no, is it? A mace is a flail. A flail, yes. And uh, I don't know what an actual I don't know what a flail is. I'm going to search Google flail. flail. Images. Yep, that's a flail. Well, I'll be damned. What's a mace? Yeah, what's a type mace? <laughs> what do we got? Oh, okay. So a mace is the same sort of ah. spiky ball, but it's on a stick rather yep. than on... Like a nunchuck. Ho- yeah, like on hooks. Oh, that makes sense. So there you go. I feel like a, a flail would be much more beneficial. Uh, yeah. Because you can swing that yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Get some distance on it too. You could like hurl it. Like a shot put. Yeah. Well, no, no, what is it? Uh, Discus? Where you spin around and you let go? Yeah. Old school slingshot or something yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. is here! Ooh! Mailbag time, Mitch. What have we got this week? We've got a couple of comments in the... Um, <laughs> Luke McKay has come in with a late uh, late suggestion. Home, new name. Pardon? New name. Of a new name. Home and a Whalen. I like that. Yeah, yeah. that's not too bad. Um, See, Home of the Smithers is just the, the easiest and obvious one. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So, it's hard to beat that. Cube gone in 60 seconds. Not bad. Ian Astley, have you guys ever worked with someone who always sucked up to a boss majorly? Still do. Or had someone suck up to you when you've been the boss or supervisor? No one ever sucks up to me when I was the... Have you ever I, been the boss or supervisor? I was the uh, sort of like the, the leader at, at Ford. Okay. I was in charge of nine people. <laughs> I was going to say the leader at Ford. <laughs> like I was in charge of us pulling out of Australia. Yeah. I, was in, uh, I was heavily involved in the final decision. I was a group leader. Before stepping down as CEO <laughs> to host my own podcast. <laughs> I, I, used to, I used to feel awkward because they would sort of ask for permission to go to the toilet. I was like, don't ask for permission to go to the toilet. Just go to the toilet. Did you pull out the... Um, what's the line from... Shawshank Redemption. You don't need to ask me every time you gotta take a piss. <laughs> um, Truth is, I can hardly squeeze out a drop without <laughs> someone saying so. 
have you ever sucked up to a boss? Um, I've said things no. that I know the boss wants to hear. Okay, such as? You know when your boss says a joke and you just sort of laugh, even when you know it's not that funny? You don't overly laugh, but you just laugh. Yeah. I've done that a few times. Yeah. Laughed at a joke that I didn't really find that funny, but you just pretend. Gotcha. Um, I've gone out of my way to listen to stories about their children that you don't that give a shit about. weren't overly interesting. Yep. But I wouldn't classify that as sucking up. I think that's just general workplace politeness. You know what annoys me is employees who complain about the boss and then don't do nothing about it. Yeah, th- yes, that's 100%. I've, I've been fortunate that in pretty much all my jobs, I've had, save one or two people, I've had really good working relationships yeah. where I could go in to my boss and say, I think that's a bad idea. Yeah. And this is why. I'm and they've to, kind yeah. of always respected me enough to listen and maybe not agree, but you know, at least listen and hear it out. Yeah. And then I'll walk out and there's no hard feelings. And likewise, they're more than uh, more than capable of like I don't mind if they just want to come up and belittle me for forty five minutes or so. Um or get their car washed or pick up the laundry or um you know close uh, their mouth. Yeah uh, yeah, close their mouth for them, peel off the um peel off the skins from the peanuts and um yeah, Burn but I wouldn't cereal. say that's sucking up. <laughs> I think that's just general workplace duties. So, what was the question there? What, what Have you ever sucked up to a boss? Okay, that's what he said. Yeah, okay, that, cool. that was, yep. that was yep. all. Yep, yep, yep. Adric McLeod has written in to shatter my hopes and dreams. Um, Why? Heartbreaking How? news about my PUBG win. The first three games, uh, certainly on the mobile, are against bots that go from easy to hard from game one to three. On the, what? The PUBG? Yeah. You know, I was talking about PUBG, the one versus a hundred and I oh, played, the way I you played won. one yeah, game yeah, yeah. and I won and yeah, I was yeah, yeah. riding that high. Yep. Turns out I was playing against a computer simulation designed to be easy to <laughs> to, to introduce you to the game. What's it called at the start when you're going through the uh, tutorial? tutorial. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much what I did. You can't lose. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Man, you would have sounded like a fool. Uh, well, <laughs> you know, I would have only sounded like a fool to people who knew that. Yeah. Which is probably a small minority. And I've... Taking it upon myself to announce that to the public. Because <laughs> I'm a man of principle and integrity. Uh, second of all, he was shocked going back and listening to an older episode and a listener sent a great question in about which Simpsons characters we would have in a zombie apocalypse. Was outraged that neither of us selected Homer as in Treehouse of Horror 3, he gives himself up to the zombies and they don't eat him due to his lack of brains. But why would we want that? Because they're not going to go Because, as he says, if we'd picked him, he could go out and forage any time for food. Ah, I see, I see. Yeah, he wouldn't be a threat. Mm. Well, they wouldn't be a threat to him. Good point. Mm. I looked at it from the wrong point of view. I looked at it, well, they're not going to go for him, they're going to go for me instead. Yeah, no, that's, yeah. But what? no, that's I, you send him out on to do errands. He'd be like one of the Walking Dead guys when they cover themselves in, in zombie blood. guts. Yep, cool. Um, well, I'm sorry we didn't mention Homer. Joe Bellaby writes in, uh, not a question, um, but a very... This is a story a la you pulling out a knife uh, on your sister when you were young watching uh, Treehouse of Horror. I didn't pull out a knife on my sister. So I just walked in with a knife in my hand. Joe <laughs> Joe was banned from watching The Simpsons at a young age because he decided to put a, a vacuum or, as he says, hoover his eye. So, he's from England. But put a vacuum cleaner up to his eye because Homer did it in Light of the Dance and it made his eye pop out. Being nine or ten, he wanted to see if it would really happen. That's nuts. It was instantly banned from watching <laughs> it for months. I would ban my child if they did that as well. Um, after A few weeks later, he also copped a ban from watching WWF after being chokeslammed at school and getting knocked unconscious. Oh, that's his own fault. Be tougher. Uh, yeah, exactly right. Learn how to take a bump, kid. Yeah, no, no one's, I've never seen any of the real guys get cho- uh, knocked out by a chokeslam. <laughs> 
Um, but I, I enjoyed that. I really like the image of a 10-year-old just going, hmm. <laughs> 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 it's the initial... Like sort of hovering over You know when Sometimes when you're a kid You do it with your hand Yeah Even that's scary enough I couldn't imagine doing it to my eye Um, But as we all know I'm funny with eyes anyway (laughs) Uh, Jordan Ritchie I know this is a million years behind But I've always thought Steve Lawrence as Mo In the live action Simpsons Mm -hmm. That Steve Lawrence Is the only option He sent through a photo From the Blues Brothers Just to back up his point Mm. That works Oh yeah Fair enough Yeah Okay Dando Mm-hmm. I've delved back into the emergency mailbag from a little while ago on the uh, Patreon page. The Facebook group. The Facebook group, the exclusive Facebook group to our Patreon. Mm-hmm. So, this could be about anything. From Jimmy Ferrugia, what is your favourite milkshake flavour? I always go for chocolate caramel. Choc caramel? Okay, mm. I may... Uh, I, like, I like double choc or choc caramel. I like um, a choc malt. I'm a, against malt. Don't like malt at all. Don't like malt on anything? I have nothing against... No, we have I'm, a Malteser. I'm not a huge fan, no. Right. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm just... Malt's never sat well with me. Doesn't taste enough like chicken for you. That's true, yeah. <laughs> maybe chicken covered in malt may be different. I'm not too sure, but yeah. just malt by itself because okay. can't do it. Would you have chicken salt in a milkshake? I have once. How'd it go? Not too bad. Okay. From Jake Taylor, what do you think Mo does on Valentine's Day? Usually he attempts suicide, does he not? We've seen him on Valentine's Day. That's just a usual day for Mo, yeah, isn't okay. it? Yeah, but like, so something that we haven't seen. What, what would you see him doing? Spying on those who have relationships from the bushes. Yep. Okay. I was thinking the same, but I also kind of pictured him feeding ducks. I feel like at some point he's going to do something nice. Spying on people feeding ducks. No, no, he's actually feeding the ducks. And that's his relationship. But spying on people while he's doing it. Yes. And it's just a thing. <laughs> he's just guys. giving. Because everyone on Valentine's Day, you think about it, everyone in the park is holding hands. They're all involved with each other. No one's feeding the ducks anymore. So Mo goes down, make sure the ducks are taken care of. Mo is a giving person, but he's a he's his own worst enemy. Yeah. From uh, Tet, Tet, Jet, either way, Gurdum, mm-hmm. why does it burn when I pee? You've held it on for too long. Or you've stopped halfway and continued again. Stings! <laughs> Can't stop <laughs> going once I've started. Stings. If the moon was made out of spare ribs, would you eat it? No. Yes. <laughs> uh, last question, Dylan Haggart. Yep. What is a movie you guys like but you know is terrible? I think Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's a good... That's um, That certainly fits within that category. It's an enjoyably bad movie. Yeah. Um, 3,000 Miles to Graceland. Okay, what's bad about that? Everything. Okay, it's just um, a terrible movie. No, but yes. Okay. <laughs> like, in, in any sense of decency and how a movie should be made, yes, it's awful. But it is Kurt Russell, Christian Slater, Kevin Costner, Courtney Cox, uh, Ice Cube... With the three aforementioned men dressing up as lost, as um, Elvis impersonators to rob a casino. That sounds amazing. That is. The end credits has a song. and I think I've shown you the end credits too. It's a song and dance number where all the characters, even if they died in the movie, are still Is it Farrelly Brothers film? No. Okay, they usually do that. That's even better though. Like, it's not a comedy. <laughs> okay, isn't it? No. <laughs> it's an action movie that ends with a dance sequence. Ah, sounds good to me. It's so great. <laughs> Speaking of movies, I'm really looking forward to your review of Heat. Yeah, okay. Well, apparently not everyone is because yeah. someone, someone's cousin once said, oh, I, don't know, I didn't really like Heat. And then people went, oh, well, Heat must be a bad movie, despite <laughs> the fact that it's got one of the greatest fucking casts of all time. <laughs> Which apparently isn't a good thing. It's too much. Too many no, chefs too much. In, too many <laughs> chefs in the kitchen. Uh, we'll find out your please, thoughts. Please, I implore you, if you're a patron and you, if you haven't seen Heat or if you're a human being and you haven't seen Heat or you know someone who hasn't seen Heat, your job in the next four days is to sit down and watch Heat. 
heat at least twice. It's one of those, that, that scene, the mid-movie bank heist. Yep. There is not a male alive that would not want to be a part of that heist. No. <laughs> you know, like, I'll, I'll, I'll throw in a bit of the trivia that I was going to talk about on the show. The, the shootout was so good in that that they actually show footage of it to Marines to show them how to retreat under gunfire. They actually show footage of Vel Kilmer changing a magazine after lo- after running out of bullets to show people this is how you change a magazine quickly. Like, that's how fucking good they got in this movie. They didn't tell the bank. They just robbed the bank. <laughs> yes. That's how they financed the movie. Yes. <laughs> But you and Guy for the Movie Guys podcast are going to be reviewing Heat. I cannot wait for it because, as you said, it's a fantastic movie. It's I'm, I was surprised so many people from the Patreon group hadn't seen it mm. or even heard of it. Yeah, some that didn't even know it existed. I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> it's an amazing film. Anyway, so that's going to be going up this week. We're recording that on Saturday morning, our time. So that'll be going up early next week, I would say. But Mitch, any final words for the listeners? Hope you've enjoyed our review of Home of the Smithers. Mitch, what do you got for him? I forgot, forgot, forgot. Shh.